Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have this Marie Through Parikh, founder and productivity coach at Life is Organized, who specializes in productivity and time management for women business owners by helping them to master their demands and their distractions. Marie Through, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I can't wait for this conversation. Oh, super. Let's get straight into it. And can you expand a bit more on, you know, where are you today with your business and who is it that you love to work with? Sure. Yeah. I, uh, I'd like to start by saying I was a professional, I was a former professional home organizer turned productivity pro. And the reason that's important is because I still bring so much of that organization into my work today. Uh, but Mm. I really focus now on time management and, uh, productivity. And I specialize in working with women business owners who are multitasking, doing it all, feeling overwhelmed, overstretched. And I help them focus, prioritize, systemize, delegate, and just ultimately feel really good about what they're getting done. Awesome. So with this, what is it that you find like time and time again that your, your people come to you with? What is it that you have to help them to work through or see or have that awareness so that they can work with you effectively? Yeah. Well, the biggest thing I hear, the key, the buzzwords is over, as I mentioned, a few of them overwhelmed, scattered, stretched too thin, and I have no control. And so to me, simply hearing that, I often know there's maybe a lack of boundaries, maybe some room for delegation, typically some room to have some more systems or routines in place. But a lot of it, all of that comes back to focus. Like all of those things are related to focus. So if there was an easier way to actually like focus and to concentrate more, but also know what it, what are my most important priorities to focus on, uh, who are the most important people to focus on, what are my most important priorities for myself to focus on, it really starts there. And then we kind of start like building your whole life, honestly, your home life, your business life around around those focus and those priorities. Okay, so focus. It sounds so easy. It sounds so, so easy. simple. And it is, but oh my gosh. So what is it about focus that is so simple to talk about and to see it as a challenge, but sometimes so difficult to actually implement? Yeah, well, obviously we all know, A, there's, I'll say the obvious ones, which are technology, right? We're like attached to our phones 24 seven. There's, it's ubiquitous. Every type of distraction is either on our, our wrist, our watch, I mean, it's literally attached to us. So 
that of course is just a whole nother ball game that in the last 10, you know, 15 years has just made us completely, completely distracted. Then there's also as business owners, we've taken on 30 different hats in addition to probably also being uh, a daughter, a mother, a wife, a committee member, uh, someone in your community, a churchgoer, you know, like all the things that you're doing. And then you're like, oh, let me raise my hand and let me take on like you know, 30 more hats on top of that. So it's not just one. Whereas maybe if you were at one point at a job or I know when I was in a corporate world, even though I had a ton of projects, a ton of things, I knew my job was, you know, I was a liaison between a client and the agency. Like that was it. I wasn't also doing the finances and all their business strategy and the business development and everything else. So it's just, it's a, it's really like a, an epidemic right now. I think the amount that we take on and then the expectations or rising expectations of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, what we think, how much we think this comparison to everybody else, what we should be capable of, um, whether again, it's a business owner, a mother, a friend, a daughter, all the things. So it's, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot of pressure. So with this, I've had so many people on the podcast who say, you know, work-life balance is, it's, it's so important to get other people like, I don't believe in it. There's so yeah. much that goes into it. I'm not saying one is right or one is wrong. There are, mm-hmm. there's nuances to all of this. So yes. with that balance, how do you find your clients have the biggest struggle with maybe seeing what balance truly means to them? And then two, mm-hmm. actually taking physical steps to to achieving it yeah i don't know i don't believe necessarily i don't want to call it work-life balance i don't even necessarily call it work-life integration i just think it's life like it's just life and it's so different for everyone there is no black and white there is no um Mm. you know this is how it is for what balances it's going to be so personal to every person um some people feel really guilty if their moms feel so guilty working and others that are like i love working and I feel no guilt as long as I kiss my kids goodnight and every night. So it's, mm-hmm. it's completely different, but I think that's where it comes back to focus. And what, what does that mean to you? What does it look like? Yeah. Not because society yeah. has told you, not because your mom has told you, not because your husband told you, but what does it look, what does it feel like for you? I talk a lot about feelings because I think ultimately we have that inner guidance, that guidepost that, that mm-hmm. makes so many of our decisions for us. And this comes to focus and priorities, but there's there's a lot of things I think as society we think we should be doing. And then there's something else that's like, no, I actually feel fine if I, whatever, you know, spend an evening. But oh my gosh, how dare you feel fine yeah. for doing that? Yes, yeah. yeah. Or that I work. Come in, right? Yes, yeah. Or that I like to work in the evenings or that, you know, I choose to, or, or the opposite. I choose to only have a three-day work week. You know, it, it's so defined, but I think you have to get so honest with yourself. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? How does that feel mm. to you? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. The, 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 the focus on what do you want? What's right for yeah. you? And that, I think, goes through so much of our work with what, what do you actually want to achieve? What, what do you want? I mean, don't forget, this is the Unforget Yourself podcast. Oh, my gosh, this yeah. is all about us. So... What was it for you that you realized, found that, yeah, this is a line of work that you want to be in. This is the sort of the subject and the people you want to help. What was that moment like for you? Well, I wish I could tell you it was like I had a moment or it was really easy. I could tell you what it wasn't. I knew that for me when I started my business 13 years ago, I had a uh, like a four-year-old and a two-year-old. Actually, I had my two-year-old. Anyway, I was working all the time, truly. And I was really just home to put him to bed. Like, mm. on, a nanny was bringing him up. 
And so when I had an opportunity, we moved when I had an opportunity to, to not to not work and get out of that job, I was happy to because I thought, well, all, all I want is to be home with him. Tried that for a year and I was going crazy. So I knew there was something in between, like I needed something else. It wasn't necessarily going to a job like that and it wasn't being home full time. So I was lucky enough that I got to kind of forge that path and, and make that for myself. But again, it's like what works really well for you. Um, and so I started on a, on a home organization journey thinking that that was exactly what I love to do. And I'd love to do this for other people only to find out that I hated doing it for other people. And I loved doing it for myself. And what I loved, however, was coaching people how to do it. I didn't want to go into their house physically and do it. I didn't love the, the leaning on me, but more learning from me so people could mm. be more independent and do it themselves. And um, so over time, I won't get to all of it, but over time, um, I realized both for me personally and for clients that we couldn't even make the time, we couldn't even get them organized if they couldn't prioritize it, they couldn't find mm. the time for it. And it slowly started shifting my focus more on, well, then let's look at your calendars before we even get into this. And let's think about your schedules. And well, how do we make room for this? And over time, my business eventually evolved that way. That so I was yeah. like, this is actually what it is. And, and being a business owner and having all of these same you know challenges with growing a family and growing a business, I could relate so well to that. And I had to go through a massive journey on my own of reprioritizing everything in my life and refocusing. Mm -hmm. And so that was when kind of, I'd say at that point it was like, this is what I'm meant to teach. This is what I'm meant to teach to others. Nice. So obviously listening to people, seeing the challenges and seeing what's, what, what the real problem is. Oh my gosh, this is, this is what it is. And this is how yeah. you can help people. So to sort of fast forward the, the first sort of few years after that, what was, mm -hmm. what was it like for you as the business owner? So you had this, you, the realization, you knew what you were doing. You kind of maybe tweaked and changed. What was it like for you behind the scenes, managing, changing, tweaking this as you sort of move forward? Yeah, well, I'll say that uh, it took me about 18 months to pull the cord. And that was probably some of the worst times of business, or at least my biggest learning lesson, I'll put it that way, was mm -hmm. that I sort of knew, again, I knew what I wanted to do, but I had spent so many years building up this other home organizing business. At this point, I was coaching online. I was doing... DIY classes. I was doing a whole business going on there, but I was really pulled towards the productivity and time management for business owners. Mm. So there was this gray zone for about 18 months. That I was like, am I an organizer? Am I a productivity person? How do I introduce myself? I couldn't totally make the switch. And I had two different things, on my website. And so what was looking what was, back, sorry, in, in that moment, yeah. what was holding yeah. you back? So mentally, personally, emotionally. Yeah. Yeah, the total fear. I'm going to lose all these clients. So I'm not going to have any revenue. How am I going to get to new clients? Who Are they actually going to pay me for this? Um, I built my brand all on the, being an organizer. I'm in Nashville. So it was kind of a, a small city at that at that time. And I was, I don't know, I want to say kind of kind of well-known here for the organizing. I was one of, you know, it was started at, at a time when it wasn't so popular. So, yeah. and I had a pretty vibrant like YouTube community. Anyway, so it was just like a big thing that just changed. My target audience was changing from stay-at-home moms to working moms. So all of it was changing. I was so scared that I was just going to lose everything, my credibility, my my revenue. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I just didn't do it for so long, but it was the, it was, that's actually when my business was the worst because I was just always so confused. And we didn't have that clarity. And then when I finally just ripped the cord and did it after 18 months, it's like 
so much clarity, so much focus, right? Then, you know, exactly how you introduce yourself, you know, exactly what your marketing is, you know, who you're targeting, you can build everything around that. And it's incredible how, how much clarity and focus I got at that point. Yeah. That took mm. a long time. And then how did your, your, the new clients react to that? Because obviously making a shift, making a change, I mean, it all sounds, oh, once you're able to get over that fear and things all just fall into place, like, oh my gosh, it feels aligned. I, I get it now. I can see it. Yeah. There's so much of a difference with you personally. How did mm-hmm. that impact the people through to you to have, have you with that level of maybe calm and, and confidence and ability to eloquently describe what it is that you do and how you can help them? Yeah. Well, the funny thing is no one cared. Nobody cares about what you did before. Nobody cares like what you were, you know, and I realized how selfish I was being and really just so self-absorbed because all I was worried about was like my brand and my credibility and my, you know, my, 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 and it was so self-serving. I was so worried about me. And meanwhile, I made the change and the people I'm, I meant to serve or who actually could resonate and benefit from the messages that I have now were attracted to it and got the information they needed. And they could have gotten it 18 months earlier had I not, you know, been so worried and had I not been so focused on me, if I just focused on the person or the people who need mm. this, they could benefit from it. Everything would have happened sooner. And all of that fear, should it, it just shouldn't have been there. Like it wasn't about me, but it, it was so, it just became so evident how it was all about me during that time. Yeah. Yeah. And so with that, again, you mentioned that word focus. Once you're able to focus yeah. on other people, focus on, mm-hmm. not focus on others, right. you know, over deliver and really have the, right. you know, on them and your value is then attributed to them it's that focus on again now it's refining that Mm -hmm. flow of energy so okay so i see that focus is going to be like the theme that we talk about as we go through this so let's let's fast forward a bit to maybe to today so Mm -hmm. where is the focus within your business now let's try and you know obviously we can talk about the past with hindsight or we can easily say this is what it was here's where i was going Right now, it's like we're in that sort of mysterious land where, you know, there are still some things up in the air and some, what do I do? Because you're still not quite sure of how it's going to land, the results, the shifts that you Mm -hmm. want. So as you change as an entrepreneur over the decade that you've been in business, what's it been like for you now as you reach this point? Yeah, I think that mostly it's being really comfortable in my own thought leadership cultivating the thought leadership and then feeling mm. really comfortable in it. Uh, I think some of the things I ascribe or prescribe to, if that's the right word, in terms of the strategies or tools are not maybe conventional or they're very simple, like almost so simple that people are surprised. I think the expectations are, are different being a productivity pro, you know, that you should have mm. a certain. And, um, and I think for a while it took me I was uncomfortable with that. I was like, wait, am I an expert then? Or do I know what I'm doing? I would question myself because I wasn't prescribing to that. And mm. I realized now that that's my unique, um, what's unique about me. That's, that's what's really, I think, very beneficial for, for yeah. clients, for people who are already overwhelmed. And it's something that makes me stand apart, but it, it was getting comfortable in that. And then that has led to the thought leadership that I can stand in today, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, what about that makes you, where's the area that makes you kind of nervous that as you, as you continue to move and evolve through that, what sort of stands out for you as in, oh, I need to maybe look at this more or 
twist or change or how it's received what where's the sort of the nervous energy within that kind of bubble yeah i think there's always just fear are we wrapped up in fear always always um you know sometimes i think will people take me seriously will they think i'm dumb yeah. well you know there's like a fear of it's like a i'm so confident in what it is but sometimes i'm like fearing how they receive it which actually makes no sense because then it is received. I also do a lot of speaking and presentations and conferences and trainings mm. and stuff. So yeah. I, um, when it lands, it, I always get such incredible response and reviews, but still there's like that fear sometimes of, is it, am I oversimplifying it? Is it, am I, mm. yeah. Was it not, I don't know, intelligent enough or something. I don't know. It's oh, like yeah, silly things, but as humans, we, yeah. we have this superpower to just overcomplicate everything. Over, yeah. The way you said that, mm -hmm. it was, I can sort of feel that I want to change it or tweak it because you've heard it a gazillion times in your head. So of course you want to make it better or different, but the people listening for the first time, they haven't heard that version or haven't had the foundational piece. Yeah. So yeah. we are, it's so easy for us to miss that, assume, and then the message is slightly broken or kind of lost. So how, how do you sort of approach or, or sort of navigate that? Well, now it's my, now I say, this is my superpower. If anyone, you know, we get those questions, what's your superpower? And my, my superpower is simplifying complicated challenges. That is my superpower. So now again, it's sort of like standing in that strength versus being like, oh, did I dumb it down too much? No, mm. I made it more, you know, digestible and more comprehensive yeah. than anyone else did because I could simplify it like that. And so, uh, yeah, so now it's just sort of, I think that's really how I look at it now. I'm like, sometimes I'll see something I'm like, if it has more than you know, six words on the slide, it's too much. It's just too much. You know, they're not gonna remember it. They're not gonna appreciate it. Um, so it sort of made me, I think there was the point where I was like, wait, I should do it like everyone else. Then you get to a point where you're like, no, I really want to do it this way, but I'm not sure. This is sounds, and then you know, a point where like, okay, this is the best way and I know it works. So just stick with it. Stop doubting yourself. You know, that's where I am. It's like, this, this, okay. is, this is working. This is right. That beautifully put. So I want to hop sort of focus in on, on that area, doing it my way. Because yeah, we're all yeah. told. I mean, there is so much noise out there right now saying, here's how you do things, here's how you mm -hmm. should market, talk, find your person, all this stuff. Here's how you fulfill. Right. That was, you know, you speak on stage. And then yeah. it sounds like you've gone through the iterations of kind of doing that, but maybe not feeling quite aligned and wondering why things aren't quite working as they should. So as you've gone through this, now you're more. Yeah, you're coming from a more authentic place for yourself. Have you found that, or are you still sort of playing with it and and sort of evolving as you as you, as you bring on more knowledge, take on more clients? I'm certainly playing and evolving, but I don't know that that's ever going to go away. I don't know that that is a marker of the confidence necessarily. I think that's growth and yeah. experimentation and challenging yourself and just having more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm presenting to a, a I hate, I don't know what I'm say, an industry that's known to be pretty dry next week. And I am, I'm thinking about how can I make this more fun? How can I make it more humorous? How can I make it more mm. playful? Uh, and that's not because, yeah, I think it's just part of growth and, and, and enjoying your business and being and challenging yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So to, to find that, because rather than going to grind, hustle, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. to bring that, that, that scale back into, into play, yes. I think that changes everything so and to do that in an authentic way for you so yeah. what have you found in your journey that here's the things you were told to do and logically they may be right and they may work for other people of course but what is it for you that you had to change be like no that's wrong for me 
I'm doing it this way. What were those? Yeah, I mean, there's actually specific, I think, tools and strategies. We get really like specific, like um, lots of software or, or apps or lots of things out there that I felt like I should be learning or should be a pro in. Mm. And I'm not. <laughs> and it's okay because my life runs really well organized and my clients, I get them to a place where they feel way more in control and we use yeah. very simple tools. So I think there was just the actual like tools mm. themselves. Uh, and then I think the way, I believe the way I coach and teach is, again, I don't know another way to think about it than simpler, but it's just sort of like peeling away all the complexity, getting down to like, what do you want? You know, how would you, how do you see yourself? And then what, what simple steps can we get, can we get to take you there? And mm. it's very um, immersive, almost the way it's worth working with people. Like I'm all up in your business because it's so there's, there's, because when I get there, I can recommend, or we can brainstorm the smallest thing, the littlest tweak that's going to have such a big impact. I think mm. that's a very different approach versus like, here's the big funnel or the big process, the big system, not to say we're not creating systems and processes, but often there's just tweaks to what you're doing yeah. that can be life-changing. Um, and so, so yeah, I think that's been really different. And then again, like I mentioned, I really focus on feelings and emotions because at the end of the day, the way that I define productivity is an emotion you feel when you get the results you want. So notice there's nothing in there about being more effective or being more efficient or being, it's, it's how you feel. I mean, you can work all day as we've all done, work 16 hour days and feel like I got nothing done, or you can work a three hour day and feel like this was the best day I've had in, in weeks or months, right? Because I just got the things that felt really important to me, whether it's something I was procrastinating or it moved the needle in my business or, you know, it, whatever it might be, but the results made me feel like this was, this was amazing. Yeah. And I feel if we use that as a roadmap for how you're prioritizing, you're going to get a special, and, a, and I know men are really in tune, but I do think women can get, they do have this intuitive sense that we often neglect because maybe like me, I was thinking, well, I have to do it the way that everyone says to do it. Um, and if you're in a male dominated industry, a lot of times that happens as well. You're like, well, that's all the guys, or that's how everyone does that, that I see, but that we can tap back into, into that. And it's going to guide you and get you to the right place. I guarantee it. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so with this, yeah. you talked about you know simplifying and peeling away all the all the complexity that comes with all these challenges yes. and, and things mm -hmm. we need to do. One of the things that we discuss on this podcast a lot is the fact of huh, sometimes we know what to do. We know all the things we need to do, but yeah, we just can't do it or we struggle. So with all mm -hmm. of this knowledge, with all of the wealth and the platforms and the the, the tools that you have. Where is it that you catch yourself with like, shit, I'm, I'm doing this now. I'm over complicating. Where, yeah. where do you go into this? Because you're, you're not always on. You're not completely fixed. Right. It, is a, it is an ongoing journey, especially as you grow and, and level up your business. So what's that like for you? Yeah, that's such a good question. Luckily, I have a, I'm, I'm in a mastermind group and I feel like they call, we all call each other out on this kind of stuff which is great. But yeah, I think oh God, there are definitely things I can overthink or overanalyze. For some reason, it's got to be social media for me the most. I'm trying to think of all the, all the, all the places that I touch. That one's got to be the, the, the one that I overthink and overcomplicate and overanalyze. Um, even though I have a really good system and I have a great assistant who does 90% of it, I'm still like overthinking, overthinking it. So yeah, I, I, I have, I've, 
try to get a lot of, a lot, really try to simplify it as much as I can, but I get caught up in yeah. that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And what are the, what are the tools that you use? What do you use personally? Because you said that you, know, you want to find the right things for you. And that's so true. So what are the right mm-hmm. things for you personally that, that sort of guided you um, through these times as, you know, as you're continuing to grow and evolve yourself? Yeah. Well, I love checklists and I have lots of checklists, but I have them in a way that they're visual, that I can, that's not so many that I'm just become a list of people have like checklists of checklists. Like they're not that many, but it's enough that keeps me in like a daily, my daily priorities and maybe like, a month, you know, weekly priorities. Those are my two top ones and that they're mm. always kind of feeding towards bigger priorities. So I use that. I mean, in terms of like tools, I'm using the Google Calendar. I use uh, Notion. I used to use Evernote or Asana all the time. I mean, they're really basic, um, but I, my whole life can run really well on them. Uh, I have a, one health app. I have one, you know, they're just, I have one of a few in different areas of my life. I have one for photos or all my photos and really organized with that. And, and then that's it. I don't need 12,000 things. I sort of, I have these big categories of buckets of things in my life and I'll have yeah. one app or so, so maybe two associated with each one. And then that's it. And my life runs really well on that. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing that's helped me significantly is even when back in my home organization days when people would say, well, how do I organize? Or how do you say to organize? I come into our house and mm. I'll always say, it's not the strategy. It's not about organizing. You don't have to organize anything if you simplify. If you just have simply have less stuff, you will always be more organized. If you simply have less going on in your business, your business model, on your desk, in your brain, you will always be more focused. So to me, it's just less is more truly. The more that you can simplify your life, your business, your home, your relationships, your everything, you will automatically, you don't have to even use all the other tools. Like those are, those are reinforcements, but mm. thing, everything will be easier in your life. So let's focus on simplifying and then the other, the results will come. Nice. So let's wrap this up in a nice little bow now with this yeah. episode. So yeah. with, with focus, it's the core theme through this. Mm-hmm. Where's your focus now going forward? What is the goal that you're currently going towards that you are maybe not there or nowhere near there right now? What has your focus? Yeah. So uh, I'll say something that I thought I was supposed to keep doing was doing um, was scaling through digital courses, group programs. Mm. I've done all of that. And yeah. I've just, and I'm back to one-on-one coaching and growing and having coaches on my team and growing it that way. So it totally it's again, it's kind of like not what you're supposed to, I wouldn't say not what you're supposed to do, but it's like scaling just at least in the digital and the coaching world has a sort of format, I think. And um, it doesn't necessarily work for me. I don't like it. And so for me, it's sort of scaling through the one-on-one model. And that is sort of like where I'm taking my business and what I'm focusing on and, um, and you know, and where I see it going, growing mm. and making nice. me happiest. Yeah. Yeah. Find out what's right for you. So finding what yeah. is going to work for you because you're the one going through this. So you're the one yeah. that has to find that what is the right scalability for you moving forward. And you could argue yeah. and the right- one is tough, one is hard. There's all these different aspects to it, but mm-hmm. yeah. and things kind of change and evolve over time. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe one day I won't want like that. But right now it's like what brings me the most joy, what brings me the best results of my clients incredible mm. results and um and i'm still scaling this way so 
Nice. Awesome. Yeah. And what is what would you say is the best support network that you've that you've had? Maybe more recently, as you've seen some success, as you continue yeah, so, to scale. Yeah. So I've, I've mentioned my mastermind group, and that was a very I I pulled it together. It was very intentional. Four women, different industries, or around the country. We're meeting for a retreat in September. Uh, we meet monthly, and it has been. We have certain requirements of like where we were in our businesses and yeah. things like that. And it has been the best support ever. Nice. Yeah. Is that a self-created group? So rather than seeking out the right communities, it's right. okay. Mm-hmm. I want to build the right one for me. Yeah. 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 Nice. We had some criteria like if they're seasoned entrepreneurs a certain year, we all had to have grown kids in high school or college so that we just did, we we're kind of similar personally and, yeah. different industries that, that, that support each other. So we had all this criteria and vetted it down and yeah, that's fantastic. Fantastic. I love that. Well, Hey, thank you so yeah. much for being on this show. Thank you for sharing not only what you, you do and some hints and tips along the way, but behind the scenes of what's been like as you, as you go through these same challenges. Yeah. Thank you. I've absolutely enjoyed it. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, look, if people want to find out more about, about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? I'm at all things life is organized, life is organized on Instagram, Facebook, my website, um, and I have a podcast called Productivity on Purpose. So that's a great way. Since your podcast listeners are into podcasts, it's a great way to get to know me. Awesome. Everyone go check that out. But again, thank you so much for being here and, and sharing today. It's been so much fun. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark? Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? Uh, We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed that's how people find us it is and we want all their earballs <laughs> all the earballs all over the place we do nice yeah so please do all those things we'll be ever so grateful and then more people hear your beautiful voice or yours oh yeah <laughs> see you next time bye <laughs>